0: Hey Podcast Legends, we're back for another episode today. This week, we're just going to chat about a question I guess I get asked quite often, and that is, should I go for a pedal, or should I go to the gym? So if you've ever asked yourself that question, if you're wondering, should I do more peddling or should I go to the gym and get stronger? I'm going to give you some things to think about so you can figure out which way you need to go with your training. So before we get into that, I'd just love to take the time to thank some of our sponsors who have made it possible for us to take the business to the next level over the last The past 12 months and moving forward into 2021 as well. So WBR Yamaha, Yamaha Motor Australia, Bulk Nutrients, Elite Design Company. They do awesome graphics. They're based in Victoria. He makes them all himself on site. Great rates, great design. If you need some graphics for your bike, get onto Rod at Elite. Comet Cycles in Albury. And last but definitely not least, On Point Suspension in Melbourne. So, I'm super grateful to those guys. They've really allowed us to be able to step things up. And um, like I say, I'm super grateful for their support that allows us to do everything we do. So, shout out to them. So, should I go for a pedal or should I go to the gym? So, I guess firstly, I'm not anti-cycling. I get people messaging me on Instagram thinking that uh, I hate cycling and that I'm not programming it for my clients. That's definitely not true. 95% of my clients are cycling every single week in the program. The thing is, it's just, it's part of a well-structured and a well-balanced program. So the problem, and I see it as a problem, is when cycling is the only thing you are doing. If you are only cycling, then you are the furthest thing away from preparing your body to face what we face on a dirt bike racing off-road. So, if you've asked yourself that question, should I pedal or should I go to the gym? I guess, firstly, we need to understand what our sport is actually asking from us. So, there's no doubt that we need to have good cardiac output, and there's no doubt that cycling helps improve that. Cycling helps improve our cardiac output. It's a great tool to do that, however, what we actually face when we ride a dirt bike we're wrestling 100 kilos of bike hitting obstacles 60, 70, 80, 100k an hour or more with a 100 kilo plus bike beneath us so there's a lot of force a lot of g-force that is created when we're trying to manhandle that machine around the track so we have to create a certain amount of tension in our body to be able to stabilise and manoeuvre that bike essentially, we are not doing that when we're slumped over a road cycle, pedalling along at 35-40k an hour okay, We're, we're, we're improving the cardiac output of our heart, but all we're improving it to do is to pump some more volume essentially all to our quads, that are performing a fairly mild contraction to push the pedals on the bike When we ride a dirt bike, we're we're manhandling 100 kilos or plus at great rates of speed and great rates of force. So to do that, we are creating quite high amounts of tension and we're quite often doing it in an isometric fashion. So that is another set of forces that the heart needs to be able to pump against. The heart doesn't just need to be able to passively pump blood to our quads it needs to be able to pump blood to our entire body when we're riding a dirt bike through tension when we create tension in the muscle the heart has to work harder to push through that tension and the the muscle contraction actually works like a pump so that's a different stimulus to what we face to what we get when we're pedaling a road bike around so it's much closer to what we do in the gym when we're lifting weights. That's why cardiac output is not just about pedaling. Cardiac output is about training in the gym. So training in the gym is about getting strong too and, and improving our mobility. There's a vast array of, of other benefits we want to we get from our strength training. But a big part of our strength training too is cardiac output. If you can actually get your head around that, understand that then that might make it easier for you to put a little bit extra time into your strength training and trim a little bit back off your cycling perhaps like I say everyone's different maybe that's where you're at so the key is to know your biggest limitation what is going to give you the biggest amount of gain if you've been doing a fair amount of cycling then you probably don't need to be doing very much to maintain your, the cardiac output that, that you've achieved by doing so. So, if you can level up your strength, then that may be a, a much better investment for your training time. So, most people, when they come and train to me, if come and train with me. If we look at their limitations with their cardiac output compared to their limitations with their strength and mobility, their strength and mobility limitations far outweigh their limitation of cardiac output. So they can get far better gains from getting stronger, spending more time getting stronger and more mobile than they will hunched over a bike pedaling. Because remember, strength training is also improving our cardiac output. If you can get your head around that, then they're also helping prepare the heart for what we face on the dirt by by strength training as well. So how strong do we need to be? Two very simple metrics we use, and it's just using your body weight. So I'm going to use it myself as an example. I weigh 80 kilos. So... I want to see that I can squat full range, astergrass back squat, my body weight on a bar for reps. And what I mean by reps is three or more. So not a one RM, not a max effort, not a double, three reps or more is what I consider reps. So we want to be able to squat a really good clean squat, full range for our body weight. Now... That is going to require a certain amount of mobility a certain amount of core strength body awareness you're not just going to be able to walk into a gym and do that straight away for the average person there's some people out there they are a minor- minority what i what i'm getting at here is the overwhelming majority of people that are lined up at on the start line of an off-road race cannot do that so if you can use that metric as a target to work towards with your training If you've got really poor ankle mobility, you can lift up your heels, use wedges to make it easier to get the depth. But like I said, the big part of being able to squat your body weight really well is having really good hip mobility, thoracic mobility and the ability to actually create tension and brace your core. If you can squat your body weight through a full range and maintain a really good position, then you're going to have to do the work to train your body to brace, create tension and maintain a neutral spine under that load while squatting. So that's number one, and then the other one is simply a hip hinge, which is a the, the metric we use again, is the body weight on a bar for a strict RDL. So an RDL is a Romanian deadlift, if you're not sure what that is, it's just a straight legged deadlift, so your, knee, your legs aren't completely straight, They're, the knees are softly broken, but what I consider strict for a, for a RDL is the shin remains 100% vertical. And when we get to the bottom of the movement, we're hinging forward, the hips traveling back, the shin remains vertical, and our torso is parallel with the floor. So that's full range. Our torso is parallel with the floor, which means it's a hamstring-dominant posterior chain exercise. So we want to be able to perform a hinge pattern, RDL, add our body weight for reps and also a squat which is a quad dominant movement full range astrograph squat with our body weight on a bar so if you can't hit those targets now then that is where you're best off spending your time invest more time in going to the gym and move towards those targets now depending on what your body awareness is like and your mobility is like, there might be a host of other things you actually need to work on before you even get to those goals. That's what I mean. When we're training strength, it's not just about hitting numbers, it's about following the process to hit those numbers so you can do it safely and you can do it with really good technique. So for most people, that's three hours a week. Most of my clients are hitting those targets, maintaining them or moving towards them in two at the least, three at the most hours per week, which is not that big an investment of your time, I believe. And that's not just training lower body, like they're obviously training their upper body mobility, the whole box and dice, like that's how many hours they're spending in the gym. They're not going to the gym every day they're not going to the gym twice a day. Some of my clients who do have more time to train are training more than that, but I'm talking about my average client, that's how long they're spending in the gym, two to three hours per week working on their strength, and then they might spend two to three hours per week working on their cardio. Pretty simple. So again, it's asking yourself that question. And you hit those two targets if you can't then I would buy a bit of your cardio time back trim that back and invest a bit of your time into getting stronger and not just getting stronger but like I said it's about getting the required mobility and body awareness and the skills because it's a skill to be able to squat your body weight it's a skill to be able to RDL your body weight so we need to go through the process to achieve those skills so if I look at all my clients my most successful clients who not just get the best results on the bike but have got the best results out of the program and in day-to-day life and, and progressed they can all hit those targets okay so It's a common denominator between my high-level clients that get great results on the bike and also get great results in day-to-day life that they can achieve both of those things. They can squat and they can RDL their body weight with really, really good technique. Now, for some people, that's gonna be a journey. It's two, two to three hours a week. You're not gonna get there in four weeks. For some people, like I said, depends where you're at. Some people have never had any injuries. They've got good mobility. They've got good body awareness. They might be able to move towards those targets in maybe 6 to 10 weeks. For other people, it's a 12-month to 2-year journey. It just depends where you're at and what your starting point is. Where your starting point is, it does not matter. It literally does not matter. What matters is we move forward. We move towards better, whatever better looks like for you. So... I say this to everyone, but it's like my biggest thing is everything in life becomes more fun when we are stronger. Riding the dirt bike becomes easier and more fun. Riding the bike, going out on your cycle or your mountain bike, it's it's easier, it's more fun when you're stronger. All those little niggles, like the tight lower back or the tight hips or whatever it might be, they become a thing of the past when when you get stronger and you follow a program that's actually targeted towards improving your mobility in alignment with your strength so that's probably it on that topic today if you've got any questions about it hit me up Um, if you like the podcast give it a share i'd really appreciate that got a few shares on that last hydration podcast and got a heap of feedback from People that listened to it and actually applied some of those things we were talking about with the hydration and got lots of positive feedback from people saying, holy shit, I'd never realized how my hydration was actually holding me back. So they applied a couple of those things that we talked about, increased their, their volume, and included some electrolytes, and boom, better energy, better performance in the training, better mental focus, clarity, etc. etc. So Like I say, if you enjoy the podcast, I'd be super grateful if you gave it a share. Um, Otherwise, questions, suggestions on topics, more than open to listening to them as well. We'll see you on the next podcast, guys. Take it easy.